Mm-hmm. Hey, how you doing? Uh, not bad, not bad. My internet is sketchy today for some reason. <clears throat> yeah, well, maybe this will be another fun one with tech problems. <laughs> I hope not. I certainly hope not. Well, maybe with just two of us, it won't, it won't get so glitchy or, or anything. Oh, hope so. But we'll see. Uh, so I started that Michael Pillar screenwriting book with Insurrection as the Spine. Oh, it, and? Uh, interesting. We might have oh. to, I mean, I know you won't have read it, but we might have, have to do a show on it with you in like the commentary slot because it's really interesting. Like, it amazes me that with all the, you know, I'm about 115 pages into it and it's about 530 pages long. And uh, it amazes me how many better ideas they had for that movie that got scrapped. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. So, yeah, and I got to finish it, obviously. But it's uh, I'm up to the first, like the first full draft of the script, I think, is in there completely. Um, oh, really? Yeah. I mean, this is, this is literally a... Uh, a book about the writing process. I mean, the first, like the first, you know, they do those like shorter uh, story pitches that are basically what they base the scripts off of. Yeah. Like yeah. three of those are in there completely like as they're working out what the movie's going to be. And then the, you know, there's a bunch of side stuff about like, I guess they corresponded with Patrick Stewart a bunch because he didn't really like the early stuff very much. Um, so like there's full letters in there from Patrick Stewart going back and forth and and I'm up to the first not necessarily the first shooting script but I think the first script that got turned in and it's wow. when you when you see what they could have done with this movie and it wasn't and it wasn't like so far away from what we ended up seeing but what we ended oh, up yeah. what we ended up getting was like all of these ideas with their teeth taken out like, okay, yeah. interesting. But yeah, I might, you know, if we were to do that, I might like a, a show on it. I might go back and listen to our uh, insurrection review first. But yeah, so on to uh, our main event, I suppose. Uh, welcome to the B Team well, podcast. I do have to say, I saw yep. Moonfall last night. Yeah. Good God, was he good. Really? Yeah, I'm waiting for home I, video on that. I, I'm, I'm usually, for some reason, this goes back to like Deep Impact and, you know, Volcano and later yeah. on, uh, Day After Tomorrow, but I'm really into the ELE movie, the instinctual level events. Right. Stuff. Yeah. And seeing how it's uh, Roland Emmerich that did it, like, I expected it to be good, but man. And yeah. I know it's probably going to. Most people probably won't have this opinion, but I absolutely loved it. Uh, that's cool. That's good to hear. Yeah, I heard I'm, Claudia uh... yesterday, like after the after I finished work, and I was the only guy in the theater. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, psyched for the Batman. Got three more days to wait for that. So. Well, I gotta see. I might see it on. Thir- I gotta see where I am money wise because it comes out on Thursday. I'm free on Thursday. Right. So I'm probably going to go catch it on Thursday as soon as it comes yep. out. We're definitely going to have some group of us review that. Um, you know, I want to try to get uh, 
my buddy Tim on it because he's a huge Batman guy. So um, I want to see if he wants to join us for that. Um, yeah, his two things are pretty much, or his three things are professional wrestling, Star Trek, and Batman. So, um, so that tends to be where well, where we to have him on again. Yeah, I'll say that much. I'll see if maybe he, um, maybe if he watches Picard when that starts, I'll see if he maybe wants to do the premiere too. I don't know. Oh, yeah, we'll if he's up for it, why not? Yeah, well, because I mean, if Justin does it, that gets us to five. So, oh, yeah, I think... most we already have for a Star Trek show. Yeah, and he and Justin <laughs> have never interacted, so that might be fun. Yeah, so yeah, all right. So, uh, welcome to the B Team podcast. My name is John Macy. I am joined tonight by Milos. We are hello, here to hello, review, hello. we are here to review the uh. Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg adaptation of uh, Uncharted. Um, I guess we can start with, uh, and I guess this will kind of be, this will kind of be a version of our usual like, how did we first see this film or whatever? Um, I guess we can start that question with, you know, uh, what's your experience with the games? I guess. Well, I'm aware of the games. And, okay. But I never played them actually. Okay. I've my never... first, my first like interaction with the Uncharted. Yep. Would have to be uh, and something that I actually watched before we uh, did this would be the Nathan Fillion uh, fan made film. Did okay because my my theater right they show like if if you go into you know so they obviously have set start times for when things start. And a half yeah. an hour before that, they do like a pre-show where they show like clips of related movies or like you know curated oh. clips of like, well, if you like, if you're here for this movie, you'll probably like this as well. Or if it's a a franchise thing, they'll have clips from some of the previous films or whatever. And they did yeah. show part of they did show part of that, but they didn't credit it in any way. So I was just like. You know, normally they'll they'll run across the bottom like this is from this movie directed by this person in this year. Yeah, 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 yeah. With that, they didn't credit anything, and I figured out very quickly what it was. But I assumed it had to be some sort of internet fan film thing that I'd never seen. Well, it was a fan film because I do remember at the time, uh, well, before the fan came out, there was an internet push where somebody came to a bright idea that Nathan Fillion would be great for Nathan Drake. Yep. That and Green Lantern were his yeah. two things. And it was a really big push to get him to do it, but studio wouldn't greenlight it, so they made a fan <laughs> film just to showcase like, yeah. this, like, this is what it would look like. And Nathan Fillion himself, he was in love with the idea. He actually yeah. wanted to play this character. As much as I love Nathan Fillion, and I agree with you in that. I mean, I still rep for that show Castle to this day, uh, just because I'm a writer. I yeah, love shows. Show. I love shows about writers, and I love him. So I really, we, my yeah. wife and I both really enjoyed that show at the time. Uh, I can see the studio concern that he's not a big enough name to open a movie like that. Yeah, like, yeah, I get. You know, it. He's a at best marginal TV guy. You know, yeah, he's a TV yeah, guy. If you're gonna build franchise on a yeah. video game, turn the movie like you're not gonna oh, go no. with Nathan Fillion. I can see an angle where like maybe you cast a 
you know, he's almost the equivalent of a, not a total unknown, but still fairly low on that scale. And then you can focus on the, the, all the stuff around it. And I do think he would have been a good Drake. Um, so I'm not, it's not like I'm saying I'm opposed to that. I would. Well, here's the thing, like look at uh, the fan made film and then yep. looking at the officially released one. Yep. Uh, the plot is relevantly the same. Right. Like they're doing with, uh, I looked up somewhere, basically the Uncharted movie serves as a prequel to the games. Right. Um, and they, they basically cover the same plot just because like Uncharted, he does it in like two hours and what almost two hours while yeah, the fan made film is like 40 minutes. Yeah. 14 minutes. Oh, okay. Uh, so you have like 14 minutes and if I had to compare the two, yes, the movie has a bigger budget and everything like, but I almost prefer the made film to the officially released one. Wow. Just because That's... just like it's 14 minutes. So it's a lot shorter, of course. But it also covers like less ground naturally, but yeah. plot wise, because they cover the same thing, like it showcases Nathan Drake and it's a lot more like a video game than the movie is. Yeah. Like there's an action sequence when he's running away from uh, his escape in the house that he broke into, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like the first person shooter, it's almost like in the games. And... Yeah, I saw maybe, uh, I think my theater showed maybe five or six minutes of it. It was. Yeah, and there's like a whole shooting motion, and you can just yep. see it's like, it's almost like you're in a video game. Yep. And that was done brilliantly. So it was like a scene where this is like a much bigger scale, of course, for the movie, but just like as far as like how good it was made, the fan made film was brilliant. Nice. Yeah, I saw it was like a five. You can have it on you. have it on YouTube. So like, you oh really? Check. Maybe I'll go. Maybe I'll go look for the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, I saw like a five or six minute stretch of it where he's like tied up in a chair and he's being interrogated, yeah, 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 and then yeah. he gets out of that and beats the crap out of a bunch of guys and. Yep. Um, yep. So it was pretty fun. Uh, That's where and, the letters are hidden that Magellan wrote to you know. So it's like okay, you pick up on the plot, especially after watching the movie. It's like same thing. Yep. So and for me, I um, I own a PlayStation Four, and I've played, yep. not probably a relatively tiny bit of the first game. Um, you know, maybe I played the first hour and a half, and I generally kind of suck at those games, so I haven't gotten very far into it. I might actually try to go back to it. Um, well, I actually love those games, but I just don't have like a console to actually. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd, I'd quit my job and just play video games all the time. Yep. I got, it's not uh, healthy. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, I got one of one of those. Uh, they have the the disc with the first three games on it. Um, oh, okay, yeah. I I think I played the beginning of Uncharted One. And I did enjoy it. I just generally kind of suck at those kind of games, so I didn't I didn't play it very much. As far as uh, the movie, I basically went to it because I'm a fan of Wahlberg and Tom Holland. And it looked like a fun, you know, and my wife was interested in getting out of the house that weekend. So we were just like, yeah, oh, this, this looks like a fun little Definitely, like, because I watched the Nathan Fillion one, like, that was yep. my draw. I wanted to see what the movie was going to be like. Yep. Uh, I'm basically going to watch, if Mark Wahlberg is in it, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm probably going to enjoy it just because I like the guy too much. 
And yep. Tom Holland is a draw, no matter like. You know, yeah, I think he's. You know, I think this. He's getting there, like you know, and especially if they what we talked on our Spider-Man and Marvel past, like if he's if they're gonna turn him into the fa- face of the Marvel franchise, like he's gonna be a draw, no matter what he starts in. Yep, I do think that you know, given how this is doing financially right now, he's gonna be one of the one of the MCU people that actually has successes outside of it, which yeah. I would say is probably limited right now to. And granted, with him, it's only this movie because he hasn't done that much outside yeah. of you know. But uh, I would say the only so far the only people to have any level of of successful films outside of it are Holland and Chris Pratt are basically yeah. it. So yeah. uh Robert Down no, no longer doing stuff. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully this this will, you know, give him a little clout outside of the Spider Man stuff. Um I guess we can run through the plot real quick. I mean it's basically a treasure hunt movie, really. Yeah, I mean basically um, you know starts off you have the the scene that's been in all the trailers where he's hanging out of the plane um and you get a little bit of that but it basically cuts away from that in the middle and flashes back to you know a couple weeks prior to that and or no there's a thing there's the flashback with the, the early childhood, yeah yeah okay so they show Nathan Drake and his older brother Sam in their you know they're probably like young days 16 and 10 respectively or something like that yeah and they yeah and they break into a museum to steal this map that magellan supposedly drew to where he left some sort of treasure somewhere and uh they basically get arrested or they get they get away but they live in like an orphanage and the cops trail them to this orphanage and the older brother gets thrown in jail and then He's about um, to be thrown in jail, but he kind third, of basically he's on yeah, his strike, I guess. Which back then I'm not sure that was a thing, but okay. I think yeah. it also depends on the city you're in. Um, so then we cut forward to the present day, and and Nathan's probably in his 20s. Um, I know one of the big complaints with this movie is people wanted to see the older Nathan Drake because I knew he's supposed to be older. Um, yeah. This is probably where a lot of the Fillion stuff came in, uh, yep. but you know, for me, if you're for me, if you're trying to do like the him before he was the famous treasure hunter, and you want to try to get multiple movies out of this, I mean, it makes sense to me to do that. And yeah, and, putting, basically, you know, this is a prequel to video games. That means you're looking at multiple movies, so you want him yeah. to be younger. So he gets recruited by uh, he's working in a bar as a bartender. And he's also like pickpocketing, pickpocketing like, at the side, yeah. Pickpocketing people. Um, it's not clear if he's just doing. I mean, if he's just doing that for money, they don't really get into it that much. Or like, is you know? I kind of figure it's both the thrill and the money. Yeah, that's kind of what I figure too. But it doesn't end up really. I thought it was going to establish that he had some sort of skill that would come up, come up later, but they don't really do that. Um, so it just kind of shows, I guess, that he's kind of disreputable, maybe. But beyond yeah. that, I'm not sure what point that actually served. So he he gets recruited. I'm by... guessing just to make that part of it more interesting. Yeah. Just because mm-hmm. his initial uh, interaction with see, uh, Drake pickpockets uh, ne- uh, bracelet, but then Sully 
pickpockets it off of him. Right. That's the, so, yeah, you he, know. he gets approached by Victor Sullivan, played by Mark Wahlberg, um, who has a job that he wants, you know, another treasure hunter type person on to go looking for uh, Magellan's gold. It, it's heavily implied that he worked with uh, Nate's older brother uh, to yep. get as far as he has with it. So uh, after initially turning him down, uh, Nathan decides he doesn't really have anything else going on. And he might as well do this. So they go to yep. they go to an auction house in was it in New York? I'm not sure where yeah. it was. Yeah, um, yeah, New York. To try to get the that cross thing that they think is going to lead them to where this thing is. Um, so there's a whole big action scene in the act in the auction house where the whole idea is that they're going to go in and this this kind of seemed to me like an overly simplistic kind of heist thing to do like i yeah, would think like if, shut the lights i'm gonna nick the cross yeah like i would think if it was if it was based on a video game they put more hurdles in front of it than they yeah. do like it's ba- like you said it's basically just uh drake goes in and cuts the power and then Wahlberg's supposed to just like throw a uniform on so it looks like somebody who works there and then they are supposed to steal the cross and just walk out. Like it seems like it should yeah, be hard. Like way too simple. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it should be harder than that, but that's just me. Um I so... get I got flashbacks to like nation national treasure. I'm like, you know, the it's that's the vibe that he kind of put off. Yeah, it did kind of remind me favorably of that. Um yeah. I think it was a little. I like the National Treasure movies, but I think by oh, the same. time those, by the time those were made, I feel like Nicolas Cage's general weirdness had sort of overtaken those movies. Um, yeah, so like, pretty much. This, this, <laughs> this doesn't have that, so this is a little. I found this a little more palatable than those. Sometimes, like I have to be in a, I have to be in a certain mood to watch those, as much as I like them. Um, yeah, just because. Nicholas Cage is getting really fucking strange. Um, so they do get the cross and they go to Spain. Barcelona. Okay. To uh, And this whole time they're being um, kind of followed by uh, Antonio Banderas who plays like this guy who's descended from the family that funded Magellan's yeah. voyage, yep. I guess. Yep. Um, so he believes the gold that Magellan found belongs to his family. So he yep. hires, uh, he hires some chick that had had. It's implied she had some sort of past history with uh, Mark Wahlberg. It's Sully, yeah. Yep, and she's uh, Braddock is the name of the character. Tammy right. Gabriella plays her. Okay, and they're basically chasing. She's basically chasing them around to try to get to this treasure for Banderas. Uh, so they go to Spain. They figure out. Uh, they run into was her name Chloe something. Chloe Frazier, was it? Uh, yeah, Chloe Frazier. Yeah. Who was a, uh acquaintance of Sully, who kind of well, helps them. And Sam's. Right. Yeah, she knew the brother, too, then. Um, and so at this she... point, we kind of figure out that Sully's pretty much keeping stuff from Drake as far as what they're actually doing, where they're actually going. Yeah. So we have, like, on his way to Spain, he's like, oh, we're going to go there for the second cross because we need the second cross. Right. There, yeah, there's two crosses. Oh, he has the second cross. Yeah. Both of them to, to go any further. So um, they go into, they get her to stick around. They go into an old church 
where they figure out that the next step is and then they go uh they find like some underwater tunnel thing in spain and yeah that's where they think they're gonna find like the next clue to where they need to or they think the whole thing they the think that's where the gold is gonna be yeah they think that's where it's gonna be then they go down there and it's not down there there's some other clue leading somewhere else um i just remember the, the giant like giant jars of salt yep there's an actual map Oh, right, they the, found... Yep. They find the actual map. Then uh, Chloe kind of betrays him, takes the crosses, the map, and leaves, and then you find out that she's also been hired by Antonio Banderas' character to right. help him find the treasure. I gotta say, he was pretty good in this, too, as little as he's actually in Like, the amount in. of screen time he had, like, he was great. Yeah. I think he's kind of he's kind of making a, a cottage industry in these bad guy roles now. Between this and yeah. uh, he was in the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard too, and he was actually really good in yep. that as well. Um, yep. So I just it seems played, to me uh, he also like yeah he has the but like stuff that he showed up in recently. How he did the uh, there's a TV show called Genius that oh, showcases did- like. Did he do the Picasso one, was it? Yeah, he was Picasso one. He was amazing. Yeah. I remember right. they did one after that about Aretha Franklin, and I think it had, like... I still didn't watch that one, though. It had, like, Cynthia Erivo in it or something. Yeah. Um, I do remember seeing That's the ads on my for... Watch list. I do remember seeing the ads for the Picasso one. I was definitely intrigued yeah, by that. He was he was becoming like, we watched it, and he was amazing with that. I'd love to see him get, a like, a... And, you know, maybe he doesn't have any interest in doing this, but I'd love to see him get, like, a Marvel role or something. Um, yeah, I, I think you can put him in. And it's yeah. not like he has any baggage to where Marvel wouldn't want to no, touch him for some reason. Yeah, and there's, and there's nothing. I don't think he has anything where, like, an audience would be like, oh, hey, it's this guy trying to be a Marvel character. I think he's pretty good yeah. at just, he's pretty good at just disappearing into whatever role he has. So then, after the actor, I mean, after the salt thing, they go where? I saw this last weekend, and I'm old. <laughs> so they went. Uh, they find out that they have to go. I think they went straight to Philippines from there. Okay, and the Philippines was where it ended up. Where it ended up being? Yeah, and that's where right. the gold ended up being. Oh, basically, one thing, one thing that we kind of left out is that you know when. When uh, Sullivan first approaches Drake to recruit him, he does sort of say that he worked with the brother, but then, yeah. but then Nathan says, "Oh, I haven't had any contact with him in 15 years." He basically says he can go fuck himself, right? But then but you Sam do find he, he's been sending postcards. Yep. You do, yeah. You do find out that he had been Which, getting postcards from him, which kind of gave him ideas as to where. At, he takes them with him when they, when he leaves, and they actually give him ideas as yeah. to where the thing might be. Um, so they get to the Philippines. There's a bunch of big, giant, actiony stuff. Um, the the That's scene where from, the actual uh, scene with the airplane scene happens. Yep. Oh yeah, that was great. Like I almost wish they hadn't put as many as much of that in the trailers as they did. Because I would have liked to have seen, like, as much as I enjoyed it, I spent that entire scene going, yeah, but we've seen all this, you know. 
because pretty much all of it was yeah, in the... Yeah, you saw it in the trailer, then you saw it in the beginning of the movie, and I, again, it's kind of oversaturation. Well, I, don't mind, I don't mind the uh, the use of it at the beginning and then going back to it. It's just more they put so much of it in the trailers, it's like, I don't, you know... And I know it's, yeah. probably, it's probably a big selling point for the game fans to have that in there, but I don't know that you need as much of it as they used to do that. Um so they do get to, I guess the they find like a ship basically that had all the gold on it, and you know there's yeah. a whole thing like they get they get the ship out of a cave, and then Braddock's people show up, and there's a whole big fight on the ship and whatnot. And um, Braddock also kills Banderas at one point, and while they're still back in Spain, Banderas kills his father because he wants for that. to give all their family treasure away. Oh, that's right. He did. He wanted to like. It was sort of vague. Like, did he just wanted to want to hand it to the Spanish government? I guess. No, he just wanted to give it his money away because it was kind of illegally obtained and right. lying. So he just figured out, like, on my dead bend, I'm gonna do like one. You know. You know. What was um? I guess the question I had too is like, what was Braddock's goal in killing Banderas? Like, did she just want the money for herself? Because. Yeah. She had like three lines. She had like three lines in the entire movie, and then he just well, she, she just was, she was more of a action there because like she's clearly established. I mean, clearly, you know, depending how you want to interpret it, she's established as uh, Sally's uh, ex partner almost, but main rival. Right. And for her, it was basically working with Banderas was the easiest way for her to get to the treasure before Sally does. Okay, I guess my problem is and like... And then we also find out that it was Braddock who actually sort of kind of killed uh, Sam, which, right. I mean, for anybody who's any movie ever, you kind of know that there's going to be a something post-credit where Sam's actually alive. Which there is. Um, of course. So then, you know, they have a bunch of action-y stuff, and the, the ship sinks, uh, but... Drake is able to get like a bunch of smaller gold out of it. So they do come out with something. Um, and then we get to your, as you said, the, the aforementioned post credit scene where you see the brother in a prison somewhere. Uh, still a postcard. Yep. Still sending the postcards to Nathan. So I would assume that if they do a sequel to this, and it sounds like they're probably going to, um, that the brother money's there. And I think oh, yeah. there's enough hype for it. So I, I yeah. don't see a reason why they wouldn't do it. I mean, I'm I think not, it, I'm gonna be the first one to buy a ticket for the next one. I think I think it, at most now that you know it's got a couple more days to make money before the Batman hits. Yeah, I think it's probably gonna turn a small profit. Really, I mean, I I, I, I don't think, know what the budget is on this. So. I think I saw two fifty, but I gotta look it up again because I think I saw today it's mm. about it's at about two hundred twenty globally. So and I I. I think I saw it was made for two fifty, so it might actually lose money. Well, yeah, but... but they also had like delays due to COVID stuff yeah, when it, it comes to shooting. So like, I think the, I think you know, it's, I think they're breaking even, yeah, probably. And like, I wouldn't be surprised because this has been shown uh, to hold in the past. Yeah. Whenever a blockbuster comes out, as in Batman is doing now, it's usually like other movies also kind of get. If, a, if it's a good movie, they can get a bump in the yep. 
ticket sales just because like Batman is sold out and people are like, well, let's go watch Girls and then yeah, they're going to go watch Uncharted. I can't get into the Batman, but I'm here already. Let's go to this. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think it's, and this could be one of those things that like knowing how theaters are working right now, which we've talked about ad nauseum on other shows, really. Oh, yeah. Um, this could just be one of those things of like they know they're not going to make what this could have normally, but it's going to yeah, make. Yeah, now you're looking for like a billion bucks, you know. Yeah, but it's going to make enough where they're like, okay, we can do another one of these. Um, yeah, I think yeah. If, uh, even if they break, if they break even, even I think they're going to look at it positively. But yeah. I think if they can get over three hundred million. I think they're going to sell it for sure. Well, given uh, Sony's track record, I would take anything like breaking even breaking even as a positive yeah. that's just me um yeah <laughs> like i did some some basic research on the you know on the whole development path of this thing and it's it's frankly fucking nuts like they've been uh, apparently sony's been developing this as a movie since 2007 16, I think. oh really no, this version of it yes 2016 but the the movie as a whole has been in development since 2007 before the first game even came out um wow it was originally going to be uh mark Wahlberg as drake with robert de niro as sullivan directed by david o russell <laughs> which yeah i read I something that. i think they even mentioned joe pesci being in it yeah, to some extent. Um, and I guess if you believe what I'd read about, like how did how did this even get made? If it had been because de- a lot of the thing, a lot of things that are in development for that long, uh, I don't know if this term has made it over to where you are, but they kind of have a term in Hollywood for things that take this long to get made. They call it development hell. Um, yeah, usually yeah. usually things that are in development hell for this long either never happen or finally get made and they're so shitty, you understand why they were hung up for yeah. this long. Um, the, the, I guess the story as to how this got made or like how this got kind of, kind of re-energized to get made is kind of nuts too. Like if, if you believe what I I'd heard somewhere like an article or might've been another podcast even that did a review on it or something. Um, I guess, when they were filming, when Holland was filming uh, the first Spider-Man movie, Sony gave him a PlayStation and a bunch of games so that he would have stuff to do, like when he was in his trailer and shit. And I guess he got hooked on Uncharted 3, and he went to Sony and said, yeah, we should do this, and I want to do it. And apparently that was enough to get them to actually get off their ass. Well, I also read somewhere that he actually pitched them uh, something about young James Bond. Yeah, he yeah he wanted and to. And when they turned that down, he was like, well, let's do Uncharted. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. You know, Sony's not involved with... I thought, well, I don't think Sony's even involved with the Bond stuff anymore, but I do remember hearing that he had pitched that as well. I don't know if that yeah. actually... I don't know if that actually got up to Eon or whatever. Because uh, I know, th- uh, I don't think so. You would also have to pitch them on that as well, and I can't see that. Yeah. Going well. um, it's not like I, doing young James, but it's not like doing uh, the adventures of young Indiana Jones. Which yeah, was fun stuff in its own way. Yep. But yeah, I mean, this is. I would say you know this is not 
this movie is definitely not high art. I don't know, like, if fans of the games are going to look at this and go, well, Nathan Drake's too young, the rest of it's bullshit. I don't really care. Um, but I do, I, I did find it to be fun. I mean, I am a fan of Indiana Jones, and that's kind of what all this stuff seems to be based off of anyway. So, yeah. I mean, you know, having no attachment to the games or whatever, it was it was serviceable. I didn't love it. I mean, I think some it was, of the stuff it was like, fun. like it wasn't too long. I didn't yep. get the feeling it was, like it was no, too it was, long. The, it was the right length. I mean, it was for for as much as for what they were trying to do here. I think it was the perfect length. I yeah. mean, we we also kind of uh, we also kind of obsess over the length of films on this show, I think sometimes, because we have an avowed long movie hater. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, but yeah, I thought this was, I think another half an hour would have pretty much shown the cracks of this movie. Like the fact that it was, yeah. just, it was just trying to get to a, get to a, uh, an end point. And they did. Yeah. They yeah, did another half an hour would have killed it, I think. Like I did just enough to credibly get you to that end point without like Exactly. Without having your audience realize, hey, look at how thin this is, and there's really nothing behind this or anything. It's just like just plywood. I did find the uh the Papa John's product placement pretty funny. Um <laughs> yeah. the sense of they have the, the bit with the two crosses where you're trying to put the the different crosses in like different weird keyholes throughout Spain. And like, you're supposed to like stick the cross in the keyhole and that leads to like a door or whatever. And one yep. of the, so Wahlberg has one of the crosses and Holland and the, and the Chloe. So basically have, there's something about heaven, hell. So right. that kind of leads into one has to go in the basements or right. like alcoves, catacombs, place, whatever. Wahlberg has to go is in a Papa John's. And like yeah. the keyholes behind a, a giant glass door window or whatever. And yeah, um, I think it's one of those like bullet like heavy because it's like old yeah. architecture. So yep, kind of preserving and, it. Yeah, and so Braddock shows up to try to kill him and take the cross. And there's a whole big fight sequence in the Papa John's, and he ends up getting he ends up getting through the keyhole. Um, but yeah, I, I was I was trying not to die laughing when they're in the middle of. You know Barcelona, which I've never I've never been there, but I always think of it as like this, you know, not ancient city, but like you yeah. know older Historical. older architecture than anywhere in the U.S. and like very historic. And there's a giant fucking Papa John's in the middle of you know, and Papa John's isn't even really that good of a pizza place either. Yeah, I had it when I was in London, and I was like, I had it once, and I was like. It's bad, man. Pizza Hut's so much better. If you yeah. want to go with, like, you know. I don't know if I've ever actually had. I don't know if I've ever actually had it. In this country, they don't really. De- that one doesn't really deliver, and you can't. Papa like, John's or Pizza Hut. Papa John's doesn't deliver over here usually, um, and you can't. At least the ones that I've been in, you can't. Like, a lot of those places allow you to buy like individual slices and just walk out. They don't let you do that. Yeah. So like yeah, yeah. The, the one time the one time I one or two times I went in there, I was in the mood for like three slices of pizza and they're like, You gotta buy a whole one. I'm like, ah fuck that. 
Um, no, like, I think even Domino's better than Papa Jones, though. Yeah, well, Domino's is like crappy college pizza, but uh, yeah, but, but it's still better than Papa so, John's. So, am I the only one who thinks this movie, right? To me, this movie lives or dies on the on the chemistry between Holland and Walter. Holland and yep, and their so, chemistry spot on, though. So, I mean, if you're enjoying that, you're probably gonna like this, and if you're not, yeah. I don't know what I can do for you, because um, clearly it it you know, the whole movie's based around that. So um, I did, I liked what Wahlberg did, but I kind of, and I had somebody bring up the point to me of like, if he was supposed to be in this originally when it was a completely different thing, like, do you think he's only here because they still have him under contract for it? Because Well, here's the thing. Uh, he's only signed up for like this one movie. And he said he's only doing one. No. But I think that was before. I mean, if the whole thing is is you know him going back and forth with Holland, you can't have the sequel be without him. Plus, I mean, Sully's in the games, right? As oh, yeah, far as I no, know, Sully's like really big, and there's another fun stuff. Uh, Wahlberg has uh, cat allergies. Oh, so he must have had fun with the cat. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And you haven't seen the ads and the trailers. There's a whole joke in it like um when they first decide to break into the auction house, Holland sends sends Wahlberg a text message saying I need this and this and this and a yeah, cat. A cat. Yep. And you're uh, and the, the the trailers give you this. So I I know it's not Oh yeah, I didn't like for me it was new when it happened in the movie. Yeah, like in joke or anything, but um in the movie, you know, he goes to Sully's home before they do the job and he brings this cat and he has this cat there and uh and Wahlberg just goes what the hell did you need the cat for and Holland goes, for you. it was for you I thought you were lonely <laughs> um which I did I did kind of get a kick out of that I mean just the way that Wahlberg reacts to it and initially he's kind of like disgusted by it but then yeah over the course of the movies like the 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 guy in the 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 phone told me he would feed it while we were gone and just like little stuff where you can tell he at least like does kind of give a shit about the cat um yeah. here's here's yeah, one that he's going to feed it yeah here here's one hang up i did have though right okay just they before you go to the hang up i pulled it up so mark Wahlberg stated in an interview with IGN that he's only signed for one film Oh, they'll bring him back though. But like, I, think, I can't. I can't see a sequel without him. Like, I think they know what the strength of this movie is. They'll, the strength they'll of the movie is the dynamic between Holland and Wahlberg. Yeah, so, they'll they'll bring him back. I think if they're oh, gonna yeah. do another one, even if they have to back up the money truck a little bit, they'll. Yeah, like he'll sign up for it. Um, my one hang-up was, yeah. uh, they spend the entire movie talking about. Or a lot of the the secondary characters who have past history with Sullivan spend a lot of this movie talking about how much of a scumbag he is, and like I would have thought, I expected there to be some big moment towards the end where he literally turns on Tom Holland and says, "You know what? Fuck you." I was I was waiting for it, and then and then at that point. And then towards the end, he would realize, like, oh, no, I actually do give a shit about this kid. I'm going to go – I'm actually going to go back and help him out. That never actually happens, though. Well, it doesn't happen to that extent. Yeah. But when he has the 
chance to either save Holland or save a backpack full of gold, he does choose when he's flying the helicopter. That's like, true. He, he does the whole moment, and he's like he lets the gold. He drops the gold on uh, on the on the what's uh, on Braddock, and then he saves Holland. Right. So he but I, does I, get that moment. I guess I just thought like they all talk about it, but then when it yeah, really, I was I was kind of like I didn't know. Here's the thing because I didn't know about I don't know the premise of the game. I don't know. Yeah, like, I was expecting like, and I didn't know whether Wahlberg is supposed to be a villain of the movie or not. So like I was the whole mo- time they're working together. I'm just waiting for Wahlberg to stab him in the back. Yeah, what I thought they were gonna do was. You know, and this is before it turns out that Chloe was working for Banderas. I thought you were going to find out that Wahlberg was working for Banderas, but maybe he didn't know it. Like, you know, he was being funded by somebody to go look for this thing. And he, but yeah, he doesn't know who funds him. Yeah. But then he didn't, he didn't know where it was coming from. But then when he's presented with that, he decides he has to turn his back on Drake. And then eventually, when he realizes how much of an a-hole Banderas is, then he turns around and goes, oh, well, yeah, I like the kid more, so I'm going to do that. Um, So I did think it was a missed opportunity as far as, you know, dramatics for that. Because, like, honestly, like, I get the idea that the girl worked for Banderas, but I never gave a shit about her enough to care about that. Exactly. Okay. She She was the obstacle in a way. Well, that's like fine. You, you know. Well, because the other like thing, is, say, like he... it's really, it's really Holland's and uh, and Wahlberg's dynamic that carries the whole movie. Yep. So I guess with Chloe, it's like the first time she meets them, she tries to screw them and steal the cross. So it's like when she turns out to work for yeah, Bandera. even that was like, yeah, of course, it's a yep. and, and throughout the whole thing, she's like, basically, like, you know, it's like, hey, I'm going to screw you over because Sullivan, yep. Sully's going to screw me over anyways. So and I'm going to screw you guys over first. And I thought there was the whole thing when they're, when they were in uh, Spain, in the tunnels and stuff, one of the, activating one of the key points left uh, Holland and Chloe in this room that's filling up with water and they're drowning and he saves her life. And I thought that that would have been, you know, when she turns on them, that would eventually get her to be like, ah, well, I, you know, this guy saved my life. Maybe I shouldn't be such a dick. And like, that doesn't happen either. That doesn't happen either. And I was just like, can I save him when they're falling off the plane? Yeah, that's true. She does help him out there. And then they ended up sleeping together, and then like they're kind of working together. Yeah. And then, but then, he, uh, but then he, he remembered. Wahlberg tells him, "He's like, you know, he's just she's just gonna screw you over, anyways." Yeah. So he then gives he her does figure out where the coordinates are to the gold. He leaves the wrong coordinates just to see whether she's gonna betray him or not. Which, and of she... course, she takes the wrong coordinates and leaves. So right. So, yeah, she's pretty much out of the end of the movie because of that. Yeah, and then she shows up at the end, like, you know, just for emphasis that she's there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did I did think that was weird considering how, like, I get the idea of, like, giving her bad information because they didn't trust her entirely. But if I if it were me, I would have thought that would have happened earlier 
because I, it yeah. kind of surprised me that you it kind of surprised me that you took your female lead out of the movie entirely for the ending. Um, yeah, but which, then all bringing her back is that supposed to be like oh like yeah when we do the sequel she's also coming back. Oh yeah, I think that's to show that if they do you the know, sequel, like she's still you'll the, yeah. that character again. Um, but yeah, I mean this was pretty much. You know, we obviously have our gripes as as we both listed, but I mean, and I hate to. I always hated that. Oh, I would definitely. It's one of those like fun movies that I'm like, you know. If I could pick it up digitally for like ten, twelve bucks in a couple of months, I would probably put it in my permanent collection. Really, Um, I don't. I actually really enjoyed it quite a bit, Um, and I don't. I don't generally like that phrase a lot of people use when it comes to movies like this. If you can just like turn your brain off and not and not think about it that much, like I find that yeah. to be not not because I have a problem doing that because I don't, but it's more just like I sort of find it to be reductive toward the people that make these things. Like, you know, I would bet if you're if you're Ruben Fleischer right i mean do you want to hear somebody basically saying this movie's so dumb that if you don't think about it you'll have a good time you know um yeah that's a great endorsement like just yeah. shut your but brain I mean, off yeah. Love but it. I, mean, I, do, I do find myself doing that with a lot of these kind of movies too um so i can't con- con- condemn it too much because i do do it um I, like for me it's uh like I can shut it off to the point where I can enjoy the movie yeah. without actually like looking for the connections or the breaking points in which I can point and just be like, you, hey, you like, if you that. take this away out, like this movie doesn't work. Like I can just put that aside and yeah, just you've enjoy said that the movie for the movie. I can't. I think it was uh, it was unexpected. No, it was one of those movies that you mentioned that where you don't you don't worry about connections between other movies as much. Hey, well, that was weird, wasn't it? So, drop you off for uh, also? Yeah, I don't think I hit anything that time. I think it just went. Oh well. Yeah, so uh, you just disappeared, and my screen kept stayed the same, and the recording time kept running, and I thought it weird. was something to do with me. Oh, considering that I'm the host person, it should have stopped the minute that happened. <laughs> Yeah, so I just kind of refreshed, and I was like, it ended, and then I opened Messenger, and you're like, yep, uh, you send a new link. Maybe Anchor is possessed the same way it was when we were doing Peacemaker. Okay. Well, um, let's just go right back to where we were. So you were you had mentioned in in a past show we did, I can't remember which one it was, that you also don't worry about like you're able to subsection separate, not to not worry about. Connections, other movies, and shit as much. Um, I think we covered that in the Picard. Uh, yeah, I could, we did. I remember, oh, it was that. Okay, yeah, because yeah. you were because like, we kept judging it against stuff from Next Generation. And you were like, "Well, no," um, <laughs> which is a, a valid way to go. Um, yeah, so I mean, I guess basically just summing this one up. I mean, this was I would put this one in in the good column for video game movies, which is a rarity, really, because most of them are yeah, just because a lot of them have been like total misses. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Like I think, I think, I think a lot of studios are excited to buy video game movie rights, and then they realize when they actually look at the games, like you can't actually do any of this in a movie because it doesn't work. Um, 
or they're not willing to put in what's necessary to do any of those things or do it right or do it way it's supposed to be. But I think because, you know, this is more of a, this is more of a, you know, there's no like laser guns or space aliens or anything with something like this. It's like a lot more Indiana Jones meets snap treasure meets. Yeah. It's way easier to do something like this as a quote unquote real movie without, you know, a ton of weird video gamey bullshit. Um, yeah, so I, I'd be happy to see another uh, sequel to this eventually. Um, I know they haven't announced anything yet, but Sony seems pretty happy with where this is where this is heading. So yeah, I think uh, they were basically waiting for to see where what the box office brings them. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, uh, I think unless there's anything you think we should mention that we haven't already. No, um, nothing comes to mind, really. Yeah, I don't think this one needs to be super long. This is not the, as much as I enjoyed it, this is not the uh, province of, like, dissertations and whatnot. Um, oh, no, but, it's, like, really straightforward. Yeah, and actually, I sort of appreciated it for that, too. Like, as far as, you know, it was nice to just go drop 10 bucks on, or 20 bucks on two movie tickets and have a decent meal and sit and watch a, a movie that you just were able to just enjoy and not like super sure. analyze exactly. death, you know? Oh yeah. Um, I expect, uh, I'm going to see the Batman on Thursday and I don't, I mean, I think, I've, I think I'll enjoy it, but I do think it's going to be a little more of a, uh, brain pusher than this was just cause yeah, that's where I'm going. Like you're going to have to pay a lot more attention to just cause, like, uh, with Matthew Reeves and the runtime, I can't see this being, you know. Oh yeah, I can't. just the amount of characters he has in there, just like. Yeah. Yep. I I'm trying to stay away from. I know uh, early reviews are out now. Um, yeah, I saw a couple of trailers just because, like, I went. I think I saw like movies in the theater like last ten days. Yeah. Which probably isn't my record, <laughs> but. Yep. It's still like a lot of movies to see, you know, so you know. It's like, you don't generally do trailers. I forget. What do you do in the theater? Well, here's the thing uh, with the old crew that work there. Okay, so basically, there's a thing. Uh, they kind of have this. So there's five halls in the theater. And okay. They kind of have these animated doors that shut off after the trailers, but before the movie starts. Okay. So, so like, that's your cue. So because so you like, stay, they you changed stay up, up a lot of they changed up a lot of uh, people that worked in the movie theaters. So a lot of them know me that I come there often, but they don't really know me where I'm gonna kill like 20 minutes of my time just to talk with them, just they're like going back and forth. Right. So you're familiar, familiar with the with the crew, with the crew that works there. Yeah. Okay. And just wait for the doors to close, and then when the doors start closing. Like I then, can, I just walk in because I know that's my cue. Yep. Then you go in. That's pretty and I can smart. Pick my seat, which is like great because they have like now you have like the regular seats, then you have like the VIP seats that kind of have like they're a little bit nicer. You can also like lean back in them. Oh, the recliner thing. Yeah. Yeah. And they, those cost extra. They, yeah. Those cost extra, but like uh, they don't recline that much. Yep. But. Uh, you know, they, they kind of let me see whatever. So, I stopped you know. doing the recliner seat thing because I would get into that position and fall asleep. Uh, so, well, like I said, these don't recline that much, so it's like really yeah. like just a slangle. 
and it's yep. really nice. And they since they redid like the movie theater, there's like a particular row that has like a right where I stretch my legs. They have like this metal bar that I can put my legs on and just recline slightly, and it's repositioned. Nice. Moving. Yep. Yeah. And as far as uh, other things we have coming up, uh, we're doing so we the solution of smog on Wednesday. Smog is Wednesday. Yep. Um, so I have some thoughts on this one. Uh, more so, I don't really think anybody had uh, super uh, super controversial takes on Unexpected Journey because we're all just like, yeah, this is the good one. Um, yeah. This, this is the good one. <laughs> Like if like if, yep. if you go back and listen to it, like Brent, Justin, and Sarah and I all said the same thing pretty much. We we're like, yeah, I mean, right. you know, did this have to be three hours? Probably not, but it's the good one. But it's the good uh, one, yeah. Um, where I think yeah, this, this one, sums it up perfectly. This one's gonna be the one where you're gonna start to see like some serious deviation from that. I think, and there there are you know, I found myself to just kind of preview my thoughts a little bit. The stuff that I remember being in the book actually works pretty well. The stuff that you can tell they added to pad it yeah, out. Yeah, but the thing is, like, there's so much added stuff to it. Yeah. The stuff you can tell they added to pad it out is all crap. And I just pretty couldn't much. stand it. And I just couldn't stand it. But we'll get there. I um, think the best part of all three Hobbit movies altogether is when uh, Viego was uh, asked to reprise his role as striker, he said no. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's enough of a it's enough of a stretch to have right, Orlando Bloom in there. So like, why yeah. push it even more than you know? But we'll we'll get into yeah, that. Yeah, so then just um, name drop him at the end, but still. We also have um, you know on Friday or sometime this weekend we'll do the the Trek pods. Uh, we We're also the... probably going to do Batman, depending on when who yeah, else Batman wants to do next... it. Batman will be next week somewhere. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, we try to do one. We try to do one like three or four person group recording a week. Yeah, I think that's going to be Batman for next week. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. So, because I think everybody's probably going to go around Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whatever, and then it's probably easier to do it next week instead of trying to jam it in. Or the weekend. Um, yeah, as I'm far expect. as yeah, as far as uh, and we do, we will have the two Trek pods this week. Um, the latest episode of Discovery and the season two premiere of Picard are this week. Yeah. So we'll have. I feel like the Picard one is going to be the majority of our discussion, probably. Um, in some yeah, ways, because, because Discovery is still going to have two episodes left after yep. this one. So. Discovery is in the filler point, kind of right now, and I yeah. think this, I think Picard is going to have two episodes of Discovery are going to be really like the the big ones. Picard's going to have a lot to talk about, I would guess, even just in the first hour of it. Um, oh yeah, but, oh yeah, yeah after that. Um, not going to be able to watch it the night that they drop here on Thursday. So, given that I'm going to be at the Batman, I won't actually watch them on Thursday. But uh, Corey and I have pretty much blocked out Friday nights for any of that stuff. So, I'll definitely get to it before any weekend recording that we would do. Um, so, yeah, I don't pass that. I don't know what we've. I mean, past the Batman, I don't know what we've 
We haven't tossed anything okay, around. So just a heads up. I'm, I just pulled my schedule up. Yep. So Saturday I work afternoon. Sunday I work morning. So Sunday okay, so would work better for the. Sunday would work better. Okay, we can figure that. Out. Yeah, we can figure that out with Boris and Justin in a yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter to me. I mean, we don't. Most weekends we don't have anything during the day. I mean, so it doesn't really matter to me as far as that goes. Um. Yeah, and I know. Uh. Josh and I at some point are going to get back to the Spider-Man clone saga stuff. We have another two of those planned, but I decided to take a little, cause I pretty much force fed myself almost 400 issues of, of oh Spider-Man. Yeah. So I uh, decided to take a couple days off and not read any more of that right now. Um, but we'll, yeah, it sounds like a good call. Yeah. But we'll, we'll get back to that soon. I'm going to, I have the, the 10 or 11 trades in front of me. So I'm going to, get back to that at some point um and then once we get to the benchmarks we wanted to for that we'll do the other two of those um yeah oh one thing i wanted to mention with this movie did we have any thoughts on the direction uh the director in general i I mean reuben fleischer doesn't really move the needle for me he's just kind of one of those guys that most of these productions kind of bring in just to get the job done. Like he doesn't, Yeah, I was just about to say like, he, he gets the job done. Yeah. He doesn't really, like, to me, he doesn't really I know some people. I know there was other directors who were assigned to this at, at various points. Yeah. The production stages and they dropped out due either creative differences or just, well, whatever. But I mean, you know, he did, Hey, like, you know, he produced, I think, a lot more stuff than he directed. Yep. I mean, as far as his direction, I mean, I know he did, like, Gangster Squad and the two Zombieland movies and Venom. Zombieland and... were, like, I enjoy Zombieland. He also did Venom. He did the first yep. Venom, which is kind of, like, surprisingly the better of the two Venoms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Let There Be Carnage had some moments, but, yeah. yeah I would but generally, have to and I'm, I'm a huge huge fan of Zombieland, both of them. Yep. And we and did... I think re- like Zombieland 2 is yeah. one of those things there where the sequel lived up to what a, the original one was. Yeah, I'm still curious, and having heard this actually sort of disappointed me, because as much as I enjoyed what we were given with this movie, it still kills me to think about what a David O. Russell version of this would have been. Yeah. Because he has... He's a you know not to shit on Ruben Fleischer because I like I like you said I did enjoy the Zombieland movies and I did enjoy the first Venom but to me David O. Russell is a way more distinctive director than he is and it would be I would sort of be interested to see what his ideas for it would have been um it would have been interesting I will I will say that much yep but I think now I think like well uh, I think looking at it now like if they do green light the sequel which I do believe that they're gonna do I think they will too uh, now you also have the blueprint and there's probably not gonna be as much drama unless we really get into World War 3 territory I don't think there's gonna be as much drama with the sequel that the original Mm -hmm. one has Yep. Or had. 
So yep. I think it would be, and you also have the starting point of the first movie to build upon. So I think like getting somebody like yep. David or Russell may work. Like you know, can build on. Yeah, this. I also wonder. Or I think what he proved with the, if they want to bring Robert back, uh, sorry, Ruben back, what he proved with the Zombieland Two that he can pull off a sequel. And then if you compare the Venom and Let There Be Carnage, to how much he kind of. That movie would have been different if Ruben did it. Mm-hmm. You know, you have like he has a selling point. Like you can even bring Ruben back for this one because yep. like I, this movie did not stink. No, and I do think we did talk about. I think Josh and I reviewed Let There Be Carnage at the time. Yeah, um, yeah, I still didn't get because it came I out like a month later. I don't, I don't fault Circus for a lot of that. Um. I thought what he did with that was very interesting. Um, I do think it was probably, I think a lot of that movie was killed in the edit. And I wish, I I think this is one of those things that Sony's never going to let anything from this movie out in the light of day, but, or that we haven't seen already. Uh, yeah. But I would wonder if there wasn't like a, like a two hour direct two and a two twenty director's cut of this somewhere. That was probably way better, because um, mm. if I remember correctly, oh. the, if I remember correctly, the theatrical version of that movie barely pushed ninety minutes, and yeah. uh, it showed. Um, but but also, I wouldn't like. Yeah. So anyway, I don't want to. I don't want to do another fifteen minutes on a movie we've already done. If you want to go back and if if uh, yeah. what we've already we've already said about that sort of intrigues you and you haven't already listened to that one. Uh, go feel, free, feel free to go back and find it. Um, I'm sure whenever Venom three is done, we will probably do that as well. Oh yeah, uh, definitely. And I do and think whatever that, Marvel decides to do with Venom. Yeah. Well, I think they've done it. Honestly, I think, you know, sadly, I think that joke at the end of far from home is all we're going to get. <laughs> I mean, unless, I think the only way you're going to see a Venom in the MCU is if it's not Hardy. or Oh, yeah, it's not going to be Hardy. I don't yeah. think... Or, you know, I think I posited this during the Far From Home review where we were talking about that credit scene. You could have it be Hardy, but just not have it be the, the Sony version. The Sony Hardy, yeah. Yeah. It could still be Eddie Brock, but he could just play Eddie more as a psycho. Yeah. yeah. So you could do that, but yeah. So I guess I'll see. You. I'll see you on Wednesday for Smog. Then yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes. Later. Yes, sir. All right. This was fun. Yes, it was. Thank you. Thank you.